We're back. Storm. Storm came through Iowa City. Conference play has arrived. And Brian Ferentz is maybe one of the most warm-hearted gentlemen on earth. <laughs> he is. That's awesome. I, I read that story maybe 20 minutes ago. How he So for everyone out there, Brian Ferentz, during the storms, the Iowa players, you guys did this for the Iowa State break, right? Yeah, it wasn't as long as that, but it was pretty long. Where you guys got the sandwiches delivered? Yeah, we had a, we had a thing that like we couldn't find a place. I don't know what it was. It was a huge delay in getting the sandwiches, I think. But they ended up going to like some grocery store and just like ordering the Mata sandwiches. <laughs> so was, awesome. Yeah. You're just feeding the team that everyone's in town for. Yeah, it was elite. That's awesome. Yeah, so he fed the whole camera crew. Power move. I think that at least gives him two extra points on a scale of 10 for us. Right. He was at nine, so now he's at 11. Yep. So Brian Ferentz, best offensive coordinator in the country right now. Yep. Yep. Great guy. Great guy. Great guy. Um, offense actually looked pretty decent. <clears throat> hey, I'm I was happy. I was I was very happy with that. I was yeah. I was at a bar watching that game, and the offense looked good. The I mean, thing good, I, better than recently, but I mean, still, I thought it was really good. I loved how it looked like one of those practices where they're like, you know what, we're just gonna roll out the balls and let's just go at it. Like yep. they were throwing every ball deep. Like they just, uh, it, it, it was almost like they knew we were going to win from the get go. And they're like, let's get all our deep balls in and see what works. Right. It was elite. And Spencer had some touch on those too. Yeah. I mean, it was pouring rain too. So it's a lot harder than you think it is to throw that ball. I mean, throw yeah. it that far on the money in the rain. It's a tough, that's a tough uh, situation. And he's doing, he's doing pretty damn well. Yeah. And there were, you know, there's like a few slips, a few drops out there. I mean, when it's wet yeah. like that, yeah, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, dude, there's a couple times. Uh, you know what's good to see? He's, he's Aaron and Alex, like Brody, um, Jack Johnson. I mean, they both were open. Mm-hmm. Both were uh, open, good routes. Um, so it's good to see young guys getting open and being able to um, – be the guy at the line for a deep pass from Spence, and Spence actually throwing to him, looking for it, looking for the uh, looking for the new guys to get some touches. So it's, it's good. And, and then Nico just ripped that ball like a grizzly bear. That was sick. Yeah, dude, Nico looks like a beast. He, it's great to see him back out there. Like they need that leadership out there um, for the receiver room. It's really it's it's cool to see, especially when Nico making plays like that. But I will say, Nico has. He has 80 people coming to town for the Rutgers game, or 79 to be exact. I'm sure. I mean, yeah, it's he's from Connecticut. It's probably like a couple-hour drive, if that. Um, I mean, I know Gersani is going, too, and he's hanging out with the, the Reganis. So that would be sweet. It's going to be – I mean, that will be a blast. It's going to be a hell of a crew that he's bringing. Um, I'm jealous. They're going to have their own student section. Basically, dude, that's kind of how it was when we played Maryland. Like, I mean, we had a lot of Iowa fans and, like, all the Maryland fans cleared out, but there was a ton of Nico fans there. There always is. But, like, this is a home game for him, and it's going to be absurd. Like, it's going to be <laughs> yes. So, home field advantage, Hawkeyes and Italians. Bingo. 
They're, let me tell you, yes. they're, a great fan, they're a great fan base to have on your team. Dude, it's so cool how his whole family like goes to every game. Oh, dude, and they're a blast. I was at their tailgate last weekend, um, or maybe two weekends ago, and oh my gosh, dude, they not have fun. They they were making they had like these espresso martini shots and freaking speakers going. It's just a great time. Everyone everyone's hanging out with everyone. Um, it's always a great time with their games. Yeah, that's going to be sweet. Hopefully he gets a touchdown this week. I think, ooh, well, we'll get to predictions later. Save it. We'll save it. Uh, but running it back from last week, our predictions were on the money. Yeah, basically. You had, you had Caleb and LaShawn. Um, no, and I, then, I will. Oh, wait, no, I did have Caleb and LaShawn. Yeah, obviously very sad with uh, with the passing of his father. Um, hope everything's good there. Yeah, it sucks. So it went um it went Caleb for two touchdowns then. That's what we agreed upon over text when that happened. And what does he do? Two touchdowns. Bingo. And then I had uh Terry pick six. His pick six got called back. I know. Dude, our freaking defense is sick. Oh my god. They are on Cooper DeGene is his his basketball hoops tape came out. And Dude, I, he literally... I saw that. I saw that like a month and a half ago, and I texted. I think I texted Nico. I'm like, no, it wasn't Nico. It was someone. Dude, he can ball. <laughs> Dude, the dude's yamming on people in high school. It's crazy. Dude, he was in two A Iowa, and he can just jam the basketball. And he's probably the fastest guy on the court. I cannot imagine how unstoppable he was out there. Unstoppable, he had to be. But dude, our defense. He was in football too. It was all. You see our uh, defense. It's a uh, our DBs are ranked three in the country. Third. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like point two behind Georgia. Yep. And then our Georgia. Defense, who is same it? Same thing with it's uh, Georgia, Michigan, and us. And Michigan has played the school. Of, who they, they played the three worst teams in the NCAA right now. Yeah, it's a classic Michigan thing to do. Just play the worst yeah, team that look good. I hope they get smacked by the first team they play. That's good. Oh, I can't wait. Let's or go. the second team they play in conference, Iowa. Let's go. And we and I will. Be, yeah, you're going to that game, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, spin zone. Tweeted this out. Spencer, it's not even a spin zone. The guy's a freight train. He is. Once, it, once all right, we broke him out. We played. Two, we played what a team. We went to the championship. We talked about that. South Dakota State, great football program. Honestly, the Bama of FCS. Yeah, like, basically. basically, they could be any Power Five team on any given day, and we beat them. So, probably that's a great, great non-conf win. Great non-conf win. Iowa State comes around. You know, it's raining. Anything goes. Whatever. Now the ball is rolling. It was raining again, and Spencer's just tossing darts out there. So you give him a good weather game in New Jersey this weekend, and he might go for 400 yards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, There's no stopping. It's bound to be good weather. You you can't have two crappy games in a row and then have another one. 
Yeah, it's, it's going to be some nice. It's going to be some nice fall weather, a little sixty degrees, a little nighttime breeze coming out of the city, and Spence is going to be throwing BBs. And the punters battle, probably the two best in the country. I mean, that's just, obviously we have number one, but yeah, he's a yeah. Distance there has fan. to be a number two. I think yeah. it's Corsac. Yeah, if he wins the Ray Guy Award, we're going to go steal that. Yeah, we'll yeah. protest. We'll camp out in front of the Big Ten. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Camp out in front of freaking the NCAA and boycotting it because Tory better win. <laughs> yeah, Tory better win. Also, has the defense scored a touchdown this year? I don't think so. No, right? I don't think so. Two safeties. I yeah. I think uh, what we're doing is saving it for that Michigan game, dude. It's it's it's, it's exciting because like since they haven't scored a touchdown, like it's kind of cool listening to like how the defensive guys talk. Because at least when we were there, or when I was there, like they would talk about how they kind of talk how the receivers talk, where it's like, all right, we got to try and get touchdowns this game. Like they talk about how we're gonna get touchdowns this game. Like there's not a lot of defenses you know that are talking about scoring. Like, they're just talking about stopping the ball. They're already past that. Like, they're past the stopping the ball stage. They're on to the next one, which is putting points on the board for our team on the defensive side. Like, you saw with Terry against Iowa State. He's pissed. He, he didn't stay up to go for six. And then yeah, last I mean, week it gets called back, and they're pissed. They just want those points. Like, they're hungry for it. He's bound, dude. He's bound to have it. Yeah, they take so much pride in it, which is so cool. For this yeah. defense, Coach Parker's defense is awesome. Is he in on them at like halftimes? Like, hey, we need points right now. Oh, dude, he's he's advocating for them to get points every second he can. Like, I mean, if they get points, dude, that's just such a bonus for the offense. The, like, the offense has a lot of pressure to get points, especially right now because, I mean, they're trying to get that offense moving, and they did last game, which is good. Now they can need to consistently do it. But say the deep, say the offenses and scoring points, yeah, they're on their they're on their ass. They're on the defense's ass about trying to score, um, get points to help the offense move. But like if we're if the offense is scoring, it's just bonus. It's bonus points for them. They're just having fun with it after that point. Especially if they're just stopping them just over and over and over. Then it's just like who can have the most fun trying to get a pick six and go for two? Like, dude, they're they're legit. They're awesome. All right, so over-under set at 34 this week. I'm going to bet the over yet again, but no way do we give up any points. No, I don't think so. I just don't see this defense giving up. Michigan's going to be a test because their offense looks great, even though they play the worst teams on earth. Yeah. But, like, wow. Wherever, like, Jack Campbell – Awesome. We're gonna get Jacobs back soon too. Like that linebacking core, full speed ahead. Dude, they're like the they they get pissed if they're letting up first downs. Like, let alone touchdowns. And they have, or they have, but that one was bullshit. It's under review. It is. Um. But dude, yeah, they're. It is gonna. Michigan's gonna be a test. Rutgers. I will say, Rutgers is always a wild card. They always have some guys on offense that can make some plays. There's always some some guy that's like a uh, a wild card that can 
that's pretty athletic. He's fast. Um, can make a DB miss. But, I mean, it's just it's, – it's so hard, dude. With this defense, I mean, they're phenomenal. And it's going to be uh, – it's going to be tough. It's just – I mean, to be honest with you, every week it's just can the offense consistently score points, put points on the board, get stuff moving. If they can, we're going to win the game. We're fine. But the defense um, – if the defense can score points, hey, we love it. Definitely, and they're on, they're undefeated right now. Yeah, Rutgers is. Yeah. <laughs> they've beaten they beat Boston College, Wagner, and Temple. So, um, yeah, I mean, maybe a test. I hope not. But on the bright side, I think we're gonna just have our way with them. Yeah, Wisconsin has Ohio State this week. Get them a conference loss, and then. We have Rutgers. So basically what we're looking at in the West is Purdue is 0-1 already. Wisconsin's going to be 0-1 after this week, and we're going to be 1-0. Yeah. So mathematically, we're winning the West. Bingo. We're still in it, baby. We're still leading the pack. Hey, eyes forward. Let me tell you, you should, the fans should be excited. Mm-hmm. After – Performance the offense had last week. Nevada's not a bad team. That's that's a good win. Twenty-seven nothing, or was it twenty-nine nothing? For what one? Uh, twenty-seven nothing. Twenty-seven nothing. Twenty-seven nothing is a great win. That's a, that's a very good win, especially when the offense has not been playing. Yeah, with the rain, dude. With the rain, the offense not playing great, but now they're starting to kick it into gear. The playbook's starting to open up. Um, they're starting to take more chances, take more risks. The running backs are really looking good. Caleb looks sweet, dude. Caleb's that's, so that's good. He just bounces off people. Yeah, it is. it's exciting to see a, fre- a true freshman play like that. Yeah, um, he, he he's one of those like strong Iowa backs that we're so used to. Yeah, where like they it doesn't matter that first hit. It's just like it hurts the DB more than anyone else. Right. Right, and, and they, they it's it's gonna. The line looks good. The line looks, they're 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 figuring out. They're starting to. Looks like the communication's getting done, done good. Mm-hmm. Um, people are hitting their assignments. It's opening up holes to the running backs. Be, being able to bounce off people, like you're saying, it's gonna be. Uh, I'm excited, dude. I'm excited to watch this next game. It's gonna also, be also shout out Ellsbury. Every time he's been in the game, he just throws a great block. Oh yeah. Yeah, I saw he, he's getting some looks at a few different positions on the line right now. Just to, they want to incorporate him a lot more. Shout out Jack Plum with like the greatest Instagram post I've ever seen. I mean, tell me Wait, what was it, dude? They, he posted uh, it was like him, Benson, Pot, um, who else? I don't know. It was a bunch of guys, and they were playing cards in the locker room during the storm. Oh yeah, yeah. So, sick. so what sick. goes on, what what goes on during that? It was like, that one. Like, you guys have like, that long of time. It wasn't that. Usually, wasn't like when we had when we got a uh, storm the storm delay. It was not that long. Like it was long. It sucked. Like being in wet pads, sitting in like a locker room, just doing nothing. I mean, people were just chilling, talking. That one was like, that would suck. Uh, that would that would you're sopping wet, 
even if you take your pads off, you're not going to take your pants off. Like, you're not going to switch to, like, clean, like, dry clothes. You're freaking – you're still in there sopping wet. You got to find something to get your mind off it. It's not, it Honestly, it's, like, one of those things where it wasn't even for sure, like, they are going to finish the game. Like, it seemed like they were ready to almost cancel it. But, like, at the same time, they're sitting, like, in the locker room and you don't know what it's going to be. So, you, like, being able to mentally keep yourself in a game when you're, like, in a locker room for four hours doing nothing, it's tough. And then coming out and still scoring points, that's big time. Yeah, like, right off the rip, too. Oh, yeah. Dude, shout out to Nevada for sticking with it because they have a Friday night game. Nevada's not that close to Iowa. So, they had to fly all the way home at what probably got to the airport around four or five in the morning, fly home right back at it. Yeah, dude, shit. They they probably they probably got home when the sun was coming up. Mm-hmm. It's whack. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, just a wild game, especially with the fans. Uh the guy with the popcorn coming out of the what was that? So so they bagged up all the popcorn in this giant bag. Yeah. And this guy coming back in, they got rid of security by like midnight because it's like, whatever, anyone could come in. Guy takes the giant bag of popcorn and is just passing it around to everyone. <laughs> Shout out <laughs> popcorn like, guy. Love it. Yeah. They had somebody brought their dog on into the stadium. Seriously? Yeah. Let's go. Hey, animal friendly, baby. That's right. Greatest sight that dog's ever seen. There's now, no doubt about that. The dog probably cried. I, oh, dude. I have trained everyone on my sales team that to say, like, everyone who doesn't really know football that well. Yeah. I've trained them all to, like, they all think that the greatest quarterback of all time is Spencer Petrus. And they say it all, every day now. Well, it's true. It is true. I mean, I'm, I'm just teaching them correct history of the game. And right. one of them comes up today. He's like, I looked it up last night, and uh, it looks like he's still playing. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's still playing. He's still he's still rocking, baby. Yeah. You should see him against Rutgers this weekend. <laughs> now is he playing, he's freaking killing it. And he's going yeah. up to the team on is, it, is that a Saturday night game? Yep, Saturday night, 6 p.m. Dude, they've had some brutal, like, like the storm, that sucks. Yeah. A night game in freaking New Jersey. Yeah. Dude, like that. All right, let's. let's and then let's, you come back with 11 a.m. against Michigan. Okay, but that's, I mean, that's not bad. That's not terrible. An away game at night, dude, it's so hard to explain like how much of a turnaround it is when that game's over like win or loss you are going back on a bus you're taking your pads off going back on a bus you're tired you are probably driving 30 to 45 minutes to go back to an airport you get to the airport then you hop on a plane and this is probably gonna be like a what two and a half shit maybe damn near four hour plane ride yeah, that one's far, New Jersey. It's far. And then no, you're going to get home at – I mean, they're going to get home and they're, I guess they gain an hour. They'll probably get home around like three. 
And then you got practice in the morning because you guys go on Sunday. They usually push it back, though. They'll push it back like a couple hours. Yeah. Or like shorten it a little bit. But, yeah, it is – it is. And I'm sorry. I think sleeping on a plane is arguably the hardest thing ever. Oh, I have a weird talent lately where I just – once that plane takes off, I'm out like a light. Oh, no, dude. If I fall asleep, I wake up my neck. I can't move for like a week. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't figure out. I got to put the arm up. I'm sitting there. I'm like, ah, not going to work. I'm laying back. I can't move my head. And then my neck starts like cramping. I'm like, no. Nope. That's what you got to do. You got to just sit straight up and pass out. Dude, that's, yeah, it has to be the most healthy way. Cause like, I can't, I, if you're leaning on the, on the side of the airplane, like your whole, like, I don't even know. Just, oh, dude, it sucks. I, and then I'm or sorry. The where you, Another thing, most overrated thing ever, neck pillows. Oh, terrible. What's the point so, of them? You can't. Like, get, yeah, get rid of them. Let's get, let's get, let's get put your head, head on it. Let's get a new pillow. That's a, you know, that's a great invention. We should invent that. We should invent an airplane pillow. Airplane pillow. It comes Something out of the you can, seat. Like, wedge, you can wedge in between you. Say if you get the window seat, you can wedge in between you and like the wall. So you, you're not cramping when you're putting your head in the dang wall. Ooh, we're on to something right now. We're trademarking this so nobody can steal it. Trademark. But then the person in the middle and <laughs> person in the middle in the aisle is screwed. So yeah, but based oh yeah, we could come up with that. I love the method where you can dig your head into the person's seat right in front of you. Oh, dude. See, I can't do that either. I if I'm if I'm leaning, I can't either, but oh the back of my head back of my, there's so many just, yeah, dude. Airplanes. I will say the one thing about an airplane is like it's usually exciting because you're going somewhere you want to go to. Yeah, that plane ride I mean, home is like, holy shit! We just got on the plane. Like it's like, it's brutal. Yeah, that is nuts, especially coming off a night game. And then you have one of your biggest games of the year, the Big Ten Championship Revenge game the next week. So you probably want to get to practice. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I'm very shocked that it's not a night game. Yeah, well, I don't know. That's I, I wonder if we had – it is a big noon game, but I don't like those. I wonder if we had beaten Iowa State if the time would have been different. I don't th- – to be honest, with you, I don't think it would have because Michigan. I don't know. Three, their three wins are against crap teams, so it doesn't matter. And they're still bringing the Fox crew, which usually that game is early. Except last year against Penn State, it wasn't. And no, they, still they brought, they the brought like crew. They, they bought like everyone for that one. The only people who didn't they went to some crap like game. They went to OU Texas. Yeah. In Dallas here. Um, yeah, are we gonna party with Urban or what? <laughs> I'm finding Stoops. You, you know, you know he loves a college town. Oh yeah. Stoops Stoops isn't with Fox anymore. Where'd he go? Uh he's coaching an XFL team down here now in Arlington. Let's go. Hey. Yeah. Stoops, baby. We're gonna have to go to a game. Let's go. I'm down. Yeah, we, yep. We'll go to an Arlington game in all Hawkeyes gear just so see if he can spot the Hawkeyes. I'm sure he can. Okay, but going back to the noon kickoff thing, like the last, like, dude, if I'm Iowa, I'd be advocating for a night game. 
for that. Mm-hmm. Like the last time we played Michigan at night in Kinnick, game winner. Keith. Game over, baby. And like an 11 a.m. kickoff, I'm sorry, not that exciting at all. I think it's tough on Iowa people because not that many schools do you see people go out the night before a game. But it doesn't – in Iowa City, everyone's still out that night. So then, like, getting the engine going again, you got to be out in the fields by, like, 7.30. Well, yeah, I was was talking to Ryan, and I'm probably going to fly – because I'm not going to take off work on that Friday. I'm probably going to have to fly in that Friday night. I'm like, dude – Yeah, I'm going to try to. And then I'm I'm like, dude, like, I can't – like, I'm not going to go out Friday night. I say we just start at 4 a.m. Let's just start tailgating. Yeah. It's basically, it's basically like going out because it's still it's dark good, out. It's a good thought. We get a kegger rolling. Oh. <clears throat> <laughs> that was like the Max Cooper pumps weights. Jeez. Um, Jeez. <laughs> get a kegger rolling in the house. We're going to do a different house because everyone in his house is playing. Get a kegger in the house. Get some music bumping. Maybe we just have a, we do a, a, a tailgate. They'll be at the hotel. You're right. You're right. Good call. Kegger Good call. at Ryan's. Either way, we don't want to wake the neighbors. We just do a silent disco kegger. Everyone's wearing headphones, yes. listening to the same music. Yes. That's a, that's Everyone an interesting hit. move. Everyone just, hits play at the same time. Silent tailgate. Yeah. <laughs> well, people get out there at like 5 a.m. for 11 a.m. games. Well, we'll be out there earlier than that. Yeah, we need to do that. Um, yeah, let's. All right. Well, that sounds good to me. And then I, uh, the eleven a.m. just puts a damper in tailgates. Not not a damper, but it just makes you have to get going. Changes your weekend. Friday it night's does. a whole like, different night. Like that. The the was it three a.m. last me, me and you were there, or three p.m. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, that's, that's that's what I'm telling you. When you said you hate it as a player, it's the best as a tailgater. It is because then you got like you can wake up at ten and still have freaking four hours to go. Yeah. Whereas like this the one, night like, like games. Said, yeah, night, night games a long. I, I can't imagine that. Yeah, I was dying after that last weekend. Like that was the longest span of like drinking i think like just like i wasn't like just consistently like drinking the whole day man i felt like i was old yeah like, it was I, nice I, though we made, we made it till close dude that was crazy that was crazy <laughs> just a championship run it was and we'll be back um let's get to our predictions for this game though let's not look ahead we still have rutgers to beat right yeah f michigan Gosh, yeah, Michigan Michigan is going to get stomped by us. But hopefully they win this week so that we beat them at their peak. Oh, that'd be sick, dude. <laughs> but, all right, let's get to predictions. Offense for you, what do you have going for us? <clears throat> so Nico's back, Keegan's back. Um, but Keegan's out this game, it looks like. Really? Yeah, he hasn't practiced all week. Shit. All right. Well, either way, Miko's back. Go ahead. Can we go on a rant? Yeah, hit me. The media. 
Oh my gosh, dude. Before you say anything, we get it to your guys' jobs. Like you gotta you gotta find a story. That's what everyone's about. It's making a story. And it's not positive, usually. It's usually finding something that'll rile people up and get people to click on your story, whatever. You gotta find something new. You gotta find something new. You guys you can't keep ragging on Iowa's quarterback every story. Like that's it's just not you can't do that. And yeah, it's freak oh dude, it, it just drives me crazy. Because you know what? Spencer had a great game last game. So now what? Where's your stories? They're gone. So you gotta figure out something else. I'm gonna take a second to go off on this because the media has completely misled every single fan at Iowa because all summer long, the way they would spark stories up is, oh, quarterback battle, quarterback battle, quarterback battle. The locker room knows something different the entire time. The fans don't. The media has a look into those practices, and somehow they are still misleading the fans because they want to give them what they hear, not because of what's actually going on. That's not reporting. I get it. They teach you you need stories to kind of get some people and grab their attention, whatever. I am so sick of the storylines that are just to get people to read, just to get them fired up. Like every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday even, Saturday morning, it is like, well, Spencer Petras is starting today. Yeah, you know what? No shit. All right? We've seen it every single week. We've seen issues with injuries. We've seen issues with, you know, maybe some missed blocks, maybe some interceptions. Yes, there's blame to go around everywhere. It doesn't matter. Pick the team up and quit your headlines every single day because I'm sick of it. It's week four. We're going into conference play, and the West is still ours. Nothing has changed from last year. And if you guys still want to keep going with these headlines – don't be fans about it. Be reporters. Because right now, they see every single fan reply, and they just make that their headline. Every time, dude. Like, it's just – that was perfectly said. I absolutely, I absolutely love that right there. But, dude, like, it's – we're 2-1. and one. It's not like we're 0-3. It's not like the season's over. Freaking the team sucks. Oh, my – dude – we're two and one. We still can win the West. There's so many positives about the team. So many positives, and they focus on one negative, and it's not a negative. Spencer is not a negative. He's a great quarterback. He's going to lead the team to do something great this season. They need to stop crapping on him because you know what? Like you said, all the fans do. They take it and they tell everyone, you know what? Spencer stinks. And why do they say that? Because they're just reading articles. They're not watching the, the whole game. summer, the whole spring, everything. Everything. And it's, you know, it's a team effort either way. You know what? The defense is, the defense is working their ass off. They're playing unbelievable. And the offense is having trouble figuring it out. They figured it out last game. They can consistently do it. They're going to be fine. Either way, it's a learning experience. A lot of guys are young. It's a very young team. And they just got to learn faster. It's simple as that. But you know what? They're 18 through 21-year-old kids and grown adults who are trying to figure out how to play college football. And those who have played are trying to advance their game in many different ways. And they're trying to be the best they can be. And having people, and I know, I know the inside, everyone on the team is very good at tuning out 
negative noise, which is usually the media and fans. But the thing is, like, you can't just keep posting negative articles and think it's going to help the team. Like, that's everything negative that's being posted is just helping push the team backwards in a worse direction. But at the same time, it's also helping people get thicker skin realizing, like, you know, we don't have a lot of people behind us. In the city, in the state of Iowa, everyone should be behind Spencer. doesn't matter if how he's playing. He's doing well. He's going to lead this team into a great direction. We're two and one. Enough of the negative shit. We don't need it. It should be positive stuff. We're a positive podcast because of the fact that there are so many negative things out there that is being posted on the internet about University of Iowa football. And it's uh, unnecessary. BS. It's the BS even by our own podcasts that are like, like, oh, we could fix the offense in two seconds. Look, we right now have a quarterback who, before he even touches the field, is like people will boo him in the stands. Whatever. Tori perfectly said this in the media on what they meet on Tuesday. He said, I understand if somebody is messing up during the game, but for somebody to not even touch the field and throw a pass yet or uh, run the ball yet, anything like that to boo them just because you want to before. What are you going to the game for? If you want to boo, like the refs, Iowa State, we started booing them third, fourth quarter. Sure, because they were messing up. You don't let them come out and be like, oh, you guys are going to mess this up. The pressure is crazy, and it's like people, uh, the reporters right now just want to be fans. It's like be reporters. Report what's going on in the locker room because yeah. it's pretty clear. They are. They have been wrong on everything. Seriously, and like this, like like you said, report on facts. Like yes, report on who's playing this game. Like how can they make an impact? What what good can they do? Because all you're doing instead of instead of reporting facts is stirring up drama that gets fans riled up and just makes them angry before the game even starts. Like mm-hmm. exactly, what is the point of booing your team before they even people on your team before they do anything? Like, what if they come out and have a 450-yard game? You know what? That week, they're going to be worshiping them on Twitter. Like, they're going to be mm-hmm. loving them. But then he does one wrong thing, and then it's right back to the reporter saying, you know what? He sucks again. It's yeah. like, dude. When are we bringing in the next guy? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, it, yeah, it's, it's frustrating to see. And it's like these guys in the building actually know everything. Like, they knew when the starter was named right away. They've known when the injuries went down. Guess what? The reporters have been late for about three, four weeks on some of this stuff. Are oh, we yeah. going to trust what th- that what they know on coaching? It's like it's insane to me that they can put this out there and act like fans. And it's like let the fans do that. I'm cool with the fans having their takes on Twitter. Have them. I love hearing. Stir it up. Whatever. But when the media is fueling that fire, it's like, come on, man, you're not reporting a thing. Yeah, dude, like you're you're an Iowa reporter. Like, mm-hmm. show some pride in Iowa. Yeah, I get it, your job, whatever. But like, you would get so much more people if you were reporting facts and reporting good news that gets people fired up for Iowa football. Because you know what? It makes them want to read your articles even more. When all you do is produce negative stuff, which, again, every reporter is doing the same articles, the same articles of. Offense looks like shit. Spencer looks terrible. Like, mm-hmm. you got to start changing it up. You got to start doing something positive. And also, the last thing in my rant, 
there is nothing that pisses me off more than former players coming out on podcasts, on Twitter, talking about how crappy our team looks. It's like, dude, you've been in the, you've been in the locker room. You know they're trying. They're trying to figure it out. They're trying to move pieces around to get the offense moving. They're doing good job. Last week, they, they started to figure it out, and if they can consistently do it, it's going to be great. But either way, you're a former player. You played for Coach Ferentz. You should have pride in that, and you should give him the benefit of the doubt, realizing that there is a lot of shit that goes on to make a team good. And the more crap you put on Twitter, it just makes you look like a reporter. It makes you look like a negative energy person for no reason when you should take pride in a team that you played for. Like, you got the opportunity to play for this team, and you're just crapping on them. Like, what's the point of that? What, what, what's that going to do? That's not going to do any good. And if you have something bad to say, don't say it. It's simple as that. Or just stay off media and say it. You can have a conversation like, you know what, the offense looks like crap. You know what, cool. It's good. Yeah, maybe it does, but it doesn't matter. Don't put that out for out there for other people to just take it and run with it and start saying all this stuff on Twitter saying, so-and-so said this, so we should believe that. Like, keep it to yourselves and stay positive about a team that you were on and you did everything you could to help that team become better. And by you saying that stuff, it just makes it look so much worse and you're making the team not be better. You're making it look you know? like – you have no pride in the team that you played for. It's so unnecessary. And also, the, basically, this entire team last year went to the Big Ten Championship, which only has been done one other time with this team. Yeah. Going to Indy. Or with, with Iowa. So it's like, as for, I don't know, as a former player, like, I'm not one, but it's like, give them some credit. Yeah, we lost. Sure, some stuff doesn't look good. That's what non-conference is for. You tune it up. Now let's go win the West. Let's go win the exactly. West, baby. Exactly. We're we ready. Can, We're ready. Freaking do it. We can do it again. We got Rutgers. We're going to take down all of the East, and then we take down all the West, and then we go to Indy. We go to Indy, and we take back what's ours, baby. That's right. That's exactly right. So we're, I mean, we're on to that. I don't want to hear any, if you want, if you want to speak negative, sure. Hit us in the comments. I don't care. We're going to stay positive here. No matter what. And if you want to stay positive, we'll freaking retweet the hell out of it. We're all for you guys. Hop on the bus, baby. Hop on the bus. I love these guys who are the bus is going forward. We ain't going backwards. Always. Forward. Yep. That's exactly right. Um, also, Another shout out. We shouted out Reggie Bracey on special teams. Oh my goodness. He's been huge. Oh yeah. Yeah, that guy touchdown saving tackle last week. He's everywhere out on that field, though. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. yeah, it's like Terry Roberts on the rise. Um, but yeah, let's get to predictions. Offense, defense, special teams. Uh, let's kick it off with your offense there. So offensively, I'm gonna say. I'm going to say Caleb has another touchdown. I think the kid's on a roll. And I think they're, they need to keep feeding it to him, and I think they will. And if he, can, if he can get another touchdown this game, if he can just produce like he's been producing, it's going to show he's a consistently great running back, and it's going to be a huge key to this offense. Um, Nico's back. I'm going to say Nico has um, – I'm going to say he has five receptions. Um, don't know how many yards he has because he plays a lot of slot. They're probably moving him around though a lot. Um, but I, I will say I think Nico's a touchdown. So Nico touchdown, Caleb Johnson touchdown, and Nico over five receptions. 
Uh, offense, I'm going to the big fella. I think Big Ten Conference, a lot of grit, a lot of people getting down in the trenches now. It's time to shine on defense. So we're going back to Big Ten ball. Sam Laporta touchdown. That's too easy. Too easy. Um, too easy. And then uh, I'm going to go with another offensive stat. Um, Spencer, over 70% completion this week. I like that. 70%. I like that. Just put a sock back in everyone's mouth. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it should be great. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Uh, um, defense. Defense, okay. Um, I'm going to say overall as a defense, they have at least one pick and at least a fumble recovery. I love that. It's going to be both. I think both of them. Um, individually, uh, they like to throw it deep. I'm going to say Koopa's another interception. Oh, all right. I like that. Um, I th- So for defense, we talked about the points. I'm going to go with two touchdowns for the defense this week. I think this is going to be high scoring, just high scoring for Iowa because our defense is going to get on the board twice. Big time. Um, I think Campbell has one of the touchdowns. And I think Riley Moss has one of the touchdowns. I like that. Um, so special teams. Um, let me think here. I'm going to say Tory Downs one inside the three. Mm. I think Tory Downs one inside the three. Um, and I think on the punt unit, they cause a either muff punt or a fumble off the returner and they pick it up. Yep. Because T. Yeah, Rob is going to you leave gunners. Yeah, I was going to go with that too. Um, yeah, on the special teams end, I think they're going to give Corsac some fits. Um, just, I mean, Van Ness, what a move having him just blow up the line every time. That's got to be so tough as a punter seeing him come. Oh, <laughs> right at you. you got to be pooping your pants, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with. Uh, Reggie Bracey, fumble recovery this week. This guy's going to have a game every single week on special teams. He's everywhere, um, and that's my pick of the week for special teams. So I'm sticking just with that. Reggie Bracey, fumble recovery. I like it. I love it. Uh, yeah, that's – I'm excited for this game, though, dude. Oh, yeah. I um, think it's something that we haven't seen. You know, uh, conference plays back. Finally, football is just, it's more exciting when it means something. Like, this goes on two sides of the records. And I, I'm not going to lie, I really, I, I really like opening up with Rutgers. 
Yeah. Rutgers, Rutgers isn't a walk in the park. Never is. Um, they always have athletes. They always have dudes who are just ready to go. But um, at the same time, if they if they have a good outing, they, the offense shows um, they can put up points and the defense tacks on to that and freaking – if they can put up points too, that's huge. But I think it's going to be a great, great outing for the Hawks. Yeah. Um, excited for that. And – yeah, Rutgers is three and zero battle. They, they're yeah, they're unbeaten. Iowa's two and one, um, so that'll be a good uh, that'll be a good good matchup there. Oh yeah. Um, so I have a, I have a story for you. Hit me. And this is off topic for football, but lately I keep it. There's been some beta moves right now, and it's football season. I know you, you hate that. You, you can't you can't be doing that. It's football season. So my this is this is what I am going to bring up for right now is when a guy says that's a firm handshake, that automatically <laughs> implies he just is a beta. Like that is come on, man. You can't be saying that stuff. That's like a <clears throat> It sounds like you're scared almost. Yeah. It's like, why did you shake my hand? It, it, it's, 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 when you say that's a firm handshake, it's basically like you wanted to not sound – you didn't, you didn't want to say, holy cow, that guy's strong. Like it, it, it's just, yeah, hilarious. But I will say this, though. Okay, I will say this. I think it can be used in two different ways, though. In your way, yes – very lame. If you say that, it's like that guy instantly is like scared of you. Feels like you just freaking dominated. <laughs> you just dominated with his hand, your handshake. You, you, yeah, just get. But then also on the, on the flip of it, it's like you're meeting someone's. You say you're like you've been dating this girl for like a year. You meet her dad. And he goes, "Oh, that's a firm handshake. That's a good sign." Mm-hmm. That's, that that's is. Good. That means I respect you. That's a respect saying. But when you're yeah. when you say that in the work world, that's different. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, it's so true. Um, yeah, so we came up with some beta moves. Uh, we just want to inform our listeners about what not to be doing this this fall. It's football season. Get your snacks, your Tostitos for games. You know, get your beer in you, whatever. But here's what you can't be doing right now. And saying saying firm handshake is number one. That is number one. <clears throat> um, I mean, there's plenty. There is absolutely plenty. Let me think. You go first, because I you, you can't steal any of. <laughs> I know. I, I'm looking at the ones that we were we were we were brainstorming, and I, I'm these are number all one. I got <laughs> number one firm handshake. You can't tell a man that sitting while peeing. <laughs> so come on people will be like oh that's comfortable it doesn't matter uh, no stand up. it does matter i think i'm not i'm not saying i sit when i pee but i'm saying you wake up in the morning you're tired as shiz you want to be like hey you, you don't feel like standing just a comfortable you, you you sit down you're peeing you're on your phone just chilling I think that's a different story. We had this, we had this <laughs> argument. I'm not saying a consistent sit down and pee. 
Right. But yeah, you can't be consistent. I think there's I think there's there is exceptions. Yeah, but it's still a beta move. I mean, you could do it. Beta move. Here's okay. I got one for you. Having anything but a coffee in the morning to have an energy boost. Yes. Tea, beta. I could do nighttime tea. That's different. Maybe a little sleepy time tea. Yeah. But you wake up in the morning and you're not drinking a coffee and you go for an energy drink? No. Not the yeah, move. Energy drink is a psycho move. I, I don't think it's a beta move. It's just psycho. It is psycho. I have yeah. – <laughs> I, I sometimes have used them for the second half of the work. But a morning, you wake up and you're craving an energy drink. It scares me. <laughs> you're more than ready to go that day. Yeah, you're way too ready to go. <laughs> yeah, just get a coffee. You know, it eases you in. It gets you going. Um, apologizing. <laughs> apologizing is just something you cannot be doing. <laughs> Instantly, I'm, you're admitting I'm, you're wrong. I'm going to preface this. All of Forrester's, I think every single one has an exception. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I told him this, but we're gonna go with it. Um, I think there's situations where not apologizing is a power move. Yeah, some little. What do you think? What do you think about wearing sunscreen? See, I think that's an absolute alpha move because you know I I can't not wear sunscreen or I might die. You are a ginger. I am not a ginger. I'm a strawberry blonde. Thank you very much. And <laughs> that, I do see ginger saying they're strawberry blonde is like a five ten guy saying they're six foot. That is so far false. First off, I'm five eleven and a quarter. But I, I wasn't was, even hinting at you on that one. Well, I know that, you're that not, actually I'm just, wasn't I'm a just clarifying. You. <laughs> Anyone who's 5'11 out there, 5'11 and a fourth, a quarter, a half, I consider you six foot, baby. You got to, <laughs> you're, you're walking around in shoes most of the day. Those shoes are going to give you an extra inch. Just grow. I can't. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to walk around in my cowboy boots all day. But you know, I'm still going to say I'm six, but I'm not 5'10. I'm above five. I'm 5'11. I think the five. Yeah. Honestly, I think I think the 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 cutoff of saying, yeah, he's pretty tall, five eleven. I think you go We're five about, ten. It's like, yeah, uh, five ten. It's like you're not six foot, man. No, I see that. That's like like when you say like someone's a ten out of ten, you're going above a ten out of ten. You're five eleven. Yeah. Yes. Uh, drinking LaCroix, just drink a soda or a water, I'm man. Totally with you on that. I think LaCroix is, is the biggest scam out there. Yeah. Like, just give me like you're getting the bubbles. You can yeah. drink a soda. You have no flavor. Drink a water. Choose also one or the, the other. But you see those, you seen those drinks, this is like Zatavia. I've heard of that. It's like a, it's not sugar, but they use like an artificial sweetener. Yeah, I kind of want to try that. That's I think that's a power move because you're you're not if you have that you're not yeah, going like to flavored water at that point. Yeah, my my thing with Lacroix is it has the bubbles, so you might as well have a soda. Yeah, the, I mean, dude, the thing with Lacroix is 
Well, and I, the Zatavia, I think, is like still carbonated. But the thing with Lacroix is there's only just too many bubbles. Yeah. You can't even get the taste. Yeah. You start getting the taste, you start burping. And then all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> like you're drowning in bubbles. <laughs> People drink them all day long. Dude, I'm so with it. Lacroix so <laughs> Lacroix is the worst. Uh, transferring to Purdue. <laughs> uh, Chuck, you know we love you. It might be a oh, smart move, but note. is it a beta move? <laughs> yes. Side note. Chuck is basically the best receiver in college football right now. <laughs> he's insane. He has, he's averaging – is he first in receptions a game? See, he was second in everything. I gotta see. Who's oh, he first. was he was number one and he was number one in something. I think it was average. I think it was receptions a game. Might I think be yards, receptions. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. It was, it was. He's averaging like ten and a half receptions a game, which is crazy. Number yeah. two, yards per game. He is second in the country, and then touchdowns for a receiver. He's second in the country. Touchdowns right. might have been first. I don't, no, okay, I don't no, know. No. I he's, don't know. He's uh, he had five. There's some receiver a seven, which is insane. Golly, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Um, yeah, and he should. Sure. Yeah, he went nuts, and he was getting held on one of the other ones. We yeah, both yeah. have Purdue in that game. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah, I still haven't won a bet since June. So if you're taking my picks on this, yeah, on we're gonna we're gonna get someone on. We're gonna get someone. We're gonna get someone on coming up soon. That's gonna help us out with our picks. It's gonna be big time. Yeah, yeah. We need, please we need. don't, please don't take my picks. Yeah, yeah, not good. Fade them, fade them. I'm helping you out. If you're fading me this year, you're wealthy. Yeah, seriously, great idea. Same with me. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, sorry. Back moves that we had. In, yeah, putting ketchup on a hot dog. Oh my gosh, I couldn't be more on board with that. Yeah, that that's a beta move. I, I I'll be honest, I do it, but I admit that it's a beta move. I'll be honest, I hate ketchup, and I am strictly a dude. Okay, another side note: the best hot dog I've ever had in my entire life, ever, and it's not even close. Not even close. Portillo's chain, the best chain hot dog you get. I, I will say that chain. Okay, yeah. The best hot dog I've ever had is in Charleston, West Virginia. There's this, there's this literally a hot dog stand as big as my room. It's called like Sam's hot dog stand or something like that. It's just like next to a gas station. And it was like super old, looked super old, looked super small. I looked it up. I'm like, oh, this place like is really old. It's known for their hot dogs. Obviously, it's a hot dog stand. Go in there. They had this hot dog that was like, it was, uh, it was cheese, mustard, onions. And then they had this homemade slaw they put on it. Dude, it was... I mean, magical. If I could go back to West Charleston, West Virginia, right? If I could honestly, if I had time, I'd drive there right now. I'd drive back to get five hot dogs. Mm. It was it was phenomenal. But long tangent, power move, loading a hot dog with just everything except ketchup. Yeah, exactly. That is a power move. Like Coney, uh, Michigan, Coney Island. You heard of that? No. Oh, Coney yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh, that's where they do the hot dog eating contest. No, but that's, that's Coney Island, New York. Like, Coney, like, there's a place, there's a hot dog place called Coney Island. And oh. it's in, like, it's in Detroit. Like, there's a, it's a Detroit chain. They have, when I was home, I, I forgot about this, actually. I gained 
eight pounds in like two weeks off just hot dogs. Chunk coop. I was chunk, dude. I'm serious. I would wake that up. sick. I would wake up. I'd go there, and they, they did a hot dog that had cheese, mustard, onions, ground beef, jalapenos, and I think chili on it. That's and I just inhale, I was inhaling. Inhaling. I also, I also think eating with utensils, beta move. Yeah. Doesn't matter what food it is. It better be with your hands. That's true. If you're a real man. Opposite again, alpha move. You big fish fry guy? No. Really? I like fish and chips, yeah. Well, I've just never been to one. A fish fry. Okay, like when I say a fish fry, though, I mean like fried fish. Oh, okay. Then, yeah. Um, You ever put coleslaw on it? Oh, so good. Yeah, dude. I think that's natural. You got to load it up with coleslaw and tartar sauce. See, I'm not tartar sauce. I actually might mm. say that's a beta move. Tartar sauce? Tartar sauce. Alpha move because the amount of ingredients in it. Yeah, maybe. That's fair. <laughs> uh, all right, we got to wrap up. I got to hit this softball game. Okay. Batting 100% tonight. Uh, yep. But, yeah, uh, boys are rolling. We're winning the West. We had to rant once. We'll be done with those. Maybe I'm not going to promise that we're done with those. No, I, we shouldn't promise. <laughs> if, if there's some more stupid stuff that comes out, we will be back. If we kick their we're ass, next. and I still see a negative story, I might just do like that. The whole next week is going to be dedicated to it. We might have a if, if if there's a negative story after we win and kick ass, like you said, there might be an emergency pot of just a 20 minute rant. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. That's yeah. a, that's outrageous. Uh, all right. We'll see you next week. Let's go get a win. 1-0 in conference. Congrats, Iowa. Let's go, Hawks. Fire up. Fire up.